Hi, friend. This is Georgian Banoff, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, The Cost of Freedom. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Wherever you are, we bless you. I'm in Carolinas, beautiful Carolinas, passing through preaching and ministering. And so this is such a crucial time. We've gathered together to shift America. This has been going on for the entire year now, every month. We do something like that with the goal of shifting our beautiful country back to where we started. So uh, we're causing this awakening for people to wake up, believers, and get uh, registered to vote. This is the, the focus on our specific uh, uh, shift, this this shift. And we have wonderful guests uh, with us. And uh, one of the my dear friend and senior pastor of a Life Center, uh, Pastor Charles Stock is with us. Uh, if we could welcome you, Charles, uh, because uh, we'll, we'll go together. You're, you're a great partner of mine. You know, we work so well together. It's such a synergy. So we're going to introduce um, uh, Adam in, in a second, and then we'll make some comments. What, what's, what's, what's in your heart right now? It's going to be great, Adam. Well, I'm just, I'm so thankful to be here. I'm honored to work with you, Georgian. And I feel like this is such a crucial time to awaken the body of Christ to engage. You have to engage before you can influence. And last last election cycle, more than 25 million Christians did not vote. If we could change that, we can change the future. So I'm excited. I, God is on the move. We're praying Amen. for boldness. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna coast together for this hour or so. We're going to have uh, we have beautiful guests, and we'll make comments and in encouragement. So the first guest is Adam Schindler. He's amazing communicator. He's a, uh, of course also a pastor. He's worship leader. How I first met him, uh, we did actually twelve hour worship uh, in in the headquarters of Google. Actually the the iCloud building. It was uh, amazing. There's Christians there, and they invited us, and we did 12 hours nonstop. So Adam brought his band, and we bonded together. And, of course, he's very, very involved in, in uh, uh, as a consultant, and he's so good at social media. So, Adam, I know you have, to, you have other engagements, so we, we're honored to have you. We're putting you right up front. So what is on your heart, brother, about the shifting of this uh, American amazing country? Thank you, Georgian. It's good to be with you again. Appreciate all you've done here on the shift over the last year. I um, think this is important. Um, I just want to address one of the biggest things that, at least for a generation, many American Christians have heard. We've heard that Jesus wasn't political, mm. right? He didn't try to overthrow Caesar. And what this means from a New Testament perspective, it goes, is that we're not supposed to be political, and we're supposed to check out from our governmental concerns, right? The world is collapsing just like God said it would. The rapture's coming, and we're just supposed to hold on and wait for his return. You know, after all, Romans 13, submit, submit to authorities, right? And I just want to address this really quickly because the first point I want to make is Jesus was political. Now, his politics were directed at the Jewish system of government, not the Romans, that's an important distinction. But he was very political. He called these political leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the ones in charge of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount and the Torah. 
He called them whitewashed tombs. He called them broods of vipers. These are like nearly curse words in first century Israel. Okay. And so his ministry of preaching the kingdom of God consisted of two main things. Number one, healing, spiritual and physical healing. He cast out demons. He preached the kingdom of God everywhere he went, all throughout the Galilee and the synagogues, the scriptures say. That's number one. The second part of his ministry was confronting political powers in Jerusalem. His harshest comments came for the political and governmental leaders of the Jewish community in Jerusalem. He went head on. Now, uh, Pastor, Pastor Stock, Charles had mentioned this 25 million number in the last election. You know, if Jesus had acted more like the 50% of American Christian evangelicals that are disengaged in the U.S., if, if, if we had a disengaged Jesus like many of American Christians, Jesus would have just stayed up in the Galilee you know, he would have been content to preach in synagogues and maybe do a charismatic meeting and heal some sick, you know, and heal a few blind people, which is important. But our politically disengaged Jesus would not have gone to the nerve center of politics and the religious governmental structures in Jerusalem and called them to upend this established order. That's what Jesus did. But there's an important distinction. Jesus had no illusions about where the true source of power lie. Okay, he was called by his father to engage and speak to the Jewish communities to demonstrate his Messiahship and the fulfillment of the, the law and the prophets, the Torah and the Nevi'im. Okay, but he confronted political power. There's this dramatic moment in John 19, verse 10 and 11, when Jesus talks to the highest Roman political leader named Pilate. And Pilate is, is giving him an inquisition, trying to figure out what he's going to do in this political mess he has with these, with these Jews in Judea. And he looks at Jesus and he says, don't you know that I have power over you to live or die? And Jesus says this in John 19, 10. He says, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. So Jesus confronted political power, never forgetting that the true source of power, life and order in the earth was his father. So poisonous political power, and I think the Caesars in the first and second century uh, BC or AD fall into this category. Poisonous political power see only earthly influence and wealth, and they gather it through force, coercion, and exploitation. But Jesus knew the heavenly power, and he demonstrated it through submission, love, and the power of an incorruptible life. So we have to know we can't confuse, and this is a hard issue for many Christians, and it's a hard issue for people that are opposed to the Christian faith to understand this distinction, but it's real and it's important. We cannot confuse the kingdom of God and the power that is, that is released in the earth through the leading of Holy Spirit. We can't confuse that with an earthly kingdom led by uncontrolled human desires, but if we're good biblical citizens, we have to understand Romans 13, and this is about submission. And you've probably heard this preached um, in your churches before, but let me give you another little reading of this. Paul says to the, to the, to the community of Jewish people, it's a kind of a mixture of Jews and Gentiles, excuse me, Jews and Gentiles in Rome, but he says this in Romans 13, 1, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. 
All right, that word subject, it's used a couple of times in Romans 13, one through seven or eight. It's the word submission or to, to be submitted to. And that comes from two words. It's hupotasso is the Greek pronunciation, but the first word is hypo, which means underneath. And tasso means to place in an order. It was used in the context of Roman military to mean align yourself for battle under your commander. That if you're a soldier and your general says, do this, you don't get to just go and do it, whatever you want to. You have to submit. You have to be subject to that governing authority. Line up for battle. Don't make your own will. Follow the structure of the general that's calling you to fight. Okay, and so think about this in the context in which it was written and presented and where the biblical authority lies in the context. Because Paul is telling the church in Rome, look, guys, we don't live like we lived at Sinai. Okay, where God made a nation of kings and priests, that every Jewish person, every member of the community was responsible to be submitted to God, not a king. God set up a structure where he was sovereign. Okay, we don't live in that right now, Paul's saying. We have an emperor who will destroy us. And as good biblical citizens, we need to understand we have to align ourselves under the governmental structure. Paul was not an advocate for following the pagan demonic rituals and worship. But he did tell the church in Rome to follow and to be aware that God creates governments. He puts leaders in power. And to be a good biblical citizen of your nation, you have to understand the governmental structure and to submit to it. Fall in line for battle. What does that mean? What kind of government does America have? We are a democratic constitutional republic that has given you the vote and the voice to elect your leaders. If you're going to be a Romans 13 biblical citizen, then you have got to recognize when your nation that you live in, that God established with the authority according to scripture, then you need to submit to fall in line for battle against the forces of darkness that want to take control to suppress and repress and eradicate the faith of Jesus from the earth. You need to take your authority under our democratic system and you need to vote and to speak up on issues. Okay. This is how we exercise true biblical Christianity to submit to the governmental system. When you advocate that responsibility, you're outside of the biblical mandate to be engaged in the system of government. But we must never forget that the true source of life in our one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, that true source of life is Jesus. It doesn't live in Washington. It doesn't live in your state courthouse. It lives in the God that lives in you. And as we use that, we literally can change the face of this nation. People will encounter God, they'll get set free, and our nation will begin to flourish because John 10, 10, Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And believers that follow him, they leak that out into culture and creation. So be a biblical citizen, be a biblical Christian, Romans 13. Submit to the government, use your voice, vote, be engaged, and you can change this nation for the better. And amen. I love it. And the scripture that comes to my mind is the government is on his shoulder. Yeah. So our Jesus is carries the government for the entire universe, for the entire and 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 on top of it, he's inside us. He's not a separate king, uh 
you know, like the Old Testament. But he is inside us now. So he, you're part of the government. Yeah. The government doesn't give you so you have an obligation. It's exactly what you pointed out. You have an obligation to to be part of the government that Jesus is on Jesus, right? I mean, yeah. that's what I'm getting from you. Yeah. I, no, I love and, it. And that's exactly wow. right, Georgian, because politics matter because policy matters. Okay. Mm-hmm. And policy matters because people matter. All right. And politics is a game that people play to see who sets the rules for power. And when you're in power in Washington or in your state house, you set policies that impact the life of people. And so your vote is about people. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of voting. And there's a lot of problems with voting and there's a lot of confusion. And but we can't just run away because we see the mess. We've got to engage because we can transform the mess. Amen. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to have a part two of this. It's going to happen in uh, early uh, first to second of November. That will elaborate even more on the, those policies. I, I'm holding special paper that we printed. Maybe, maybe Wendy, you could uh, post it so that people can print it for themselves. But this is vital uh, to be able to read what uh, the, the, the Republicans saying that they believe in what the Democrats are saying to believe. And if you read that blues, I mean, there's such a confusion. It's such an absolutely avid, like they're not hiding. They are not in, in this biblical value. So, so important to to sign up right now. There's still state, some states already done, but just many states are still open to for you to sign up, to become voted, you know, official vote, registration. So, uh, please join us again, Adam. I, I love your thing. I, I'd love to do a, a, a longer podcast or two with, with Charisma. We're doing podcast. Love to, love to. I'm learning so much. I'm an immigrant, so I didn't learn these things until I had to become a citizen and I learned. I love, I love the slogan of this country to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. When I learned that, I go, mm-hmm. what? There's no there's no country in the world tell their citizens, hey, go pursue your happiness. This is just totally divine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It Adam, is. love you, buddy, and uh, blessings on your next podcast that you're doing. Can't wait to have you in a couple of weeks in, in uh, our next uh, shift part two uh, for this, for the voting. Very good. Thank Thanks, Georgian. Thank you so much. You re- enrich my heart every time. So blessings on your day. Wow. Charles, what do you think? I mean, he packed, he packed my heart with, uh, I, I can't hear you. Go ahead and mute yourself. Right. I. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I mean, great, solid, solid. teaching, uh, biblical, reasonable, you know, kind of breaks, cuts through the arguments that people make. And sometimes it's just confusion, or if you've been brought up that way, uh, you you think you can't vote. I mean, significantly, one of the factors in the 2016 presidential election is that the Amish voted in mass for the first time. And it it shifted the electoral votes of Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and maybe a few other states that where there's a significant... uh, they were excited about it. They were, yeah. you know, 
Ohio. <laughs> so, so I right. think it, if we could get the 25 million Christians who didn't vote in 2020 to vote in 2022. Yeah. But you have they to can write the future. You, you have to register to vote. It's not uh, last yep. minute. Because right. It'll be too late. So register to vote. And okay. Charles, next, next we're going to have a real practical, very simple instruction on, on registration and, and why to vote from a very sweet uh, ministry that does these things. So go ahead and let's play, let's play uh, that why vote video uh, it's about three minutes and then we'll we'll get back and keep 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 going keep going keep inspiring keep urging to get registered <laughs> and vote yeah go ahead so i'm planning to vote are you nah i don't vote christians shouldn't get involved in politics says who not god the bible says choose for your tribe's wise understanding and experienced men God wants us to choose leaders who will make decisions based on biblical principles. If Christians won't vote for the good of America, who will? Well, I don't like either candidate. And the one that I really like isn't even in the running. Hey, no one in authority is perfect, but there's always a better choice. Pray about it and vote the better choice. Listen, I can't be bothered to vote. Our country's a big mess and it's not going to get any better whether I vote or not. Have you ever read a history book? How do you think things get changed in our country? They get changed in the voting booth. Voting is not only our right, it's our responsibility. Hey, voting is a waste of time. My one vote doesn't make a difference. Did you know there are 90 million Christians who are eligible to vote? Take your one vote based on biblical values and multiply it by millions of other votes based on biblical values. And what do you get? You get a landslide. It starts with that one vote, yours. And don't forget that some elections have been decided by just a few hundred votes. Without your one vote, an important race could be lost. But I can't even get to the polls on election day. So it doesn't matter if I want to vote or not. Well, maybe there's someone out there who can help you get to the polls. Will anyone out there help a senior citizen or someone who's handicapped or needs a babysitter or doesn't have transportation or doesn't know where their polling place is? Anyone? Yes, I see those hands. Go ahead and offer to help. All right, I'm sold. I think I'll vote after all. Thanks. Hey, I'm planning to vote. Are you? I'm planning to vote. How about you, Charles? <laughs> yeah, I'm planning to vote, Georgian. That was excellent. We're from Pennsylvania, both of us, Harrisburg, PA. But there are different yeah. states and different deadlines. So hurry, don't waste a minute. Go vote. Yep. Go vote. Did you catch that? There are 90 million Christians eligible to vote. Imagine 90 million of us uh, just expressing our hearts of what we want, what God wants, really. I mean, that's what Adam just kind of sealed that to me, that the God inside me wants to use me to vote himself. God is a God of free choices. So he's saying, uh, I'm not going to take it by force in that respect, but I'm going to give you the uh, the will to vote, and uh, and he and he's inside is asking the same thing. That's what I got uh, out of uh, when I was listening to Adam. It's just a powerful. He's great. Yeah, I was at that Google. I was at one of your Google events. Maybe not the one where Adam was. But, yeah, uh, we uh, <laughs> we were in the headquarters when you came, uh, when all the leaders testified. We were in a no. We were in a, a a great big building, but it was open all day. People were coming and going. 
with worship teams and was it uh, iCloud building? I can't remember. Anyways, it, it was on the main campus, and you right, had kind right, of right. the whole first floor of the building. Oh yeah, it was fun. <laughs> anyway, well, that's an aside. <laughs> we're praying and we're joining with the Christians in in Google because uh, so many things yeah. are going on through Google that oh, are my gosh. Uh, yeah. not legit, kind of like Facebook and all this. I was yeah. taken out of Facebook because I was too active in my, you know, I mean, I know what communism is. And I say, wake up, brothers and sisters in America. Don't believe these uh, lies uh, about how good communism or socialism is. It's, 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 to me, social, socialism, communism is as bad as Hitler. You know, we think Hitler is bad. No, Stalin, Lenin, <laughs> Mao Zedong, you put them together, they're 10 times worse than Hitler as far as, Killing yeah. people. Killed way more. To disagree, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Charles, uh, why don't you yeah. uh, share what's on your heart uh, right okay. now and give us give us what God's given you. I know you have even have slides to, to help us okay. to understand the practice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I just, I want to just encourage every believer that this is the time. You know, God is, has spoken to us. Uh, you know, the June 24th, when, when the Dobbs decision evacuated the Roe v. Wade decision, returned it to a state decision, it was a sign from God. I mean, it, it came on the, the day, the feast day, which a lot of us, I don't, I'm not, I don't follow the traditional feast, but for 2,000 years, June 24th has been the feast of the nativity of John the Baptist. Uh, the, the one Jesus said was the greatest of the prophets. And he was, he was the less than the, he was less than everyone in the kingdom of God. So, I mean, we're being called, we're being awakened. We're being called to, to repent, to change the way we think and to recognize that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and to prepare the way for the Lord. So I, I just want to encourage you, America, as Americans, we have this totally unique gift of liberty. America, uh, you know, God chose Israel, but in its inception, America chose God. So in that sense, it is kind of a, a parallel to the chosen nation. And around the world, there has never been a nation that has inspired so much hope in the hearts of people a nation of immigrants, people, you know, risked their lives to come to America for this, this idea that was expressed and, and put into the Declaration of Independence from the wicked reign of a political ruler, Charles II of England, King Charles II. Um, they broke from, from that rule. Well, King George, sorry, Charles II sent William Penn to Pennsylvania. King George was at the time of the uh, Declaration of Independence, but they articulated that America is founded on this idea that, that the creator has given every human being an equality. They're all equal in dignity and in opportunity, and he's given them, us all, unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness or the pursuit of the, the blessed life. That's, I mean, that happiness was the word used to describe the happy, blessed life. Psalm 1, blessed is the man 
the uh, Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor, that's the same. It's this happy, blessed life. And so this is a God-given dream that has inspired. It's been a city on a hill, and it's we're in absolute dangerous risk. We're, we're on a precipice. And this election, you know, you could say this over and over again, but it may be the most important election in the history of America, because currently the current um, administration has uh, ravaged America in so many ways that deal with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, we need to vote for pro-life candidates. And even, at, you know, like here in Pennsylvania, we have a senatorial candidate who's a Muslim, not a Christian, but he's pro-life. And we need to vote for him because his opponent is totally committed to the the abortion industry, the transgender industry. Uh, he's He's committed to open borders. Everything that's bad for the pursuit of happiness is, is what's being presented on one side. And this isn't a Democrat versus Republican. It's not the donkey and the elephant that are at war. It's the serpent and the lamb of God. And we want to see the lion of Judah come forth. So I just really encourage you that you exercise this gift that God has given to you and that you, uh, you use every opportunity to do good. And so voting is is one of the things that's a unique privilege to do good. So I want to I want to just put some slides up here for a few minutes. And uh, if you could put the first slide up, this is this is from a website, myfaithvotes.org or ourchurchvotes.org. Same organization. They have two different websites. But read this slide. You must engage culture before you can influence it. This is what Adam was saying. You have to register to vote. So that's the first step, and then vote. But not only that, you can help out at the polls. You can help out uh, driving people to the polls. But last in the last election cycle, more than 25 million Christians chose not to vote. And isn't that terrible? <laughs> so we can do better. So that's it. And I want to put up the second slide, and this just echoes what, what Georgian said. We're going to pray and vote. And, and th this slide, which came from a, a website, throws in think, you know, and re read the top. Our church has the power to shape our community. So pray, think, and vote. And uh, it, it, the next slide, please. And I just want to encourage you that we vote for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So many people vote on personality. You know, there's a celebrity cult. People have a certain image and they vote for a person based on the color of his skin or on, on the cool uh, personality he has. But it's all about policy because party platforms are a statement of the belief and values of that party. And the policies that get put in place is going to be the life you live. And in the last two years, you know, inflation has gone from under 2% to over 8%. In the last two years, uh, you know, the price of gas has gone from $2.40 a gallon to $5 a gallon. It's crazy. This is, these are all results of policies, not circumstances. And so politics is, as Adam was saying, it's the contest of convictions. And so just encourage you to vote for life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness this came from a website called awakeamerica.org you can see it on the the right hand of the slide if you will go there you can download uh pdf documents 
of the party platforms and just realize, okay, this is the policy that we've been living under that's destroyed our southern borders and has has uh, you know thrown out good paying American jobs, shipped them overseas, et cetera, et cetera. And again, it's not a it's not a political party. It is a it's an agenda that's being that one party at the moment is committed to. But I'm just saying we need to vote for the kingdom of God. So next slide and last slide, and then I'll be done here. But um, this makes it so easy. If you're not registered to vote, get on your phone, text I vote to the number 50457, and your personal voting assistant will show up on your phone and guide you through, no matter what state you live in, to register. If it's not too late in your state, you can register. You can locate your polling place. And then all the stuff you're getting off of, of this uh, live stream today, you can put into practice. God bless you and God use you and anoint you. And just realize when you go to vote, it's not just a civic duty. It is a ministry that's expressing the kingdom of God and bringing future generations into a hope of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. I just pray, God, give your people boldness in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And while you were talking about uh, those uh, the sites that I've, I've had, I've down- downloaded the, the these platform things, the values. And, yes. Uh, Aren't they amazing? Amazing. And, and, and the, the right, the right side here, the blue, the being the Democratic uh, platforms. And I don't think all Democrat uh, leaders are agreeing with that. I'm not saying that, but the general just the democratic agenda yeah. is i'll read right. just the, the third one it's about the L- lgbt agenda it says we will fight to enact the equality act uh, a bill that would uh, alter our entire federal civil rights framework and get uh, 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 advanced abortion uh, support insurance coverage of gender transition in other words, they're going to go after, with government money, after your child, who happened to be a boy, and they're going to work an end to where he will go, yeah, I think I'm a girl. And yeah. they go, okay, yeah. we'll help you become yeah. a girl. I'm talking about nine years old. I'm not talking about 19. Right. I'm talking about yeah. nine years old, eight years old, even less. And this is what the agenda is. We want to change that your kids gender and yeah. transform. I mean, yeah. it's it's horrible, and and using government money and insurance money to put all kinds of uh, blockers. You know, I yeah. mean, it's, it's castration. I mean, castration. It, it is castration of the next generation, both yeah. male and female. It's destroying their ability to produce life. It's giving them a delusion and a very yes. false concept of reality. Yeah. I want to ask it's, the question, if you're a parent, would you not vote against this thing? Would you Would you be that callous in your heart to say, oh, well, maybe some somebody's kid. No, it, they're going after all. Right now, it's California, you know, New York is the more liberal states, but they want to yeah. do this whole country. That's why they want to vote for that, so they can make it everywhere, you know. Yeah. And and uh, anyways, I, I'm like, please, please get behind 
supporting protection for not only your children and my children, but the children of the nation, the children uh, with some Americans are not maybe believers. They don't know what God is and stuff. So they, they don't know how to fight this. But you and I are believers. We are responsible. We're given the privilege to block these uh, things. And some strange alliances, Charles, I don't know if you know, but, so, you know, we, we used to be like the gays were the big thing. But now many gays, if not most gays, are lining up with the conservative value and say, we do not like the trans, the trans values. It's, it's amazing uh, because they say, we're not trans. We don't, that's not good. We are doing our own thing with, you know, as a gay, but we're yeah. not. We're not trying to get your kids converted. These guys are. Yeah. The trans guys are uh, just beyond evil. Anyways. It's one of the, I mean, it's it's a basic uh, strategy uh, move of Marxism is to destroy the nuclear family. And totally. so you have this situation where in these policies, school teachers become the guardians of the children and the parents are kept out of the loop. It's exactly what happened in the, in the Eastern European bloc in East Germany, Bulgaria, where you grew that the parents become the enemy of the state and the children become the future slaves of the state. And scary. And through fear tactics and practically murder and killing, they mute, they muted the amounts of parents. My, Mom, which I grew up in single mom family, never utter a peep about all any of these things. That because you know children will talk in the school. Whatever mom says is home. Yeah. The kid might repeat it, and then mom disappears because they were uh, told, "Do not." Yeah. The children yeah. are property of the state. Don't dare yeah. uh, confuse them with uh, your mom's theories. We are the mom now. The government is the mom. So, anyways. Um, wow. Horrible. So I know I'm pulling some strings. <laughs> what I want is for you guys to spread this podcast, to spread this yes. me. Yeah. <clears throat> if you believe in what we're saying, that you want to protect the children, God wants to protect the children. He says, do not touch children. Do not touch the children. If you do, better for you to get a, a stone on your neck and drown yourself because I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy. So Please forward this podcast to someone, even right now, click, click and, and help us spread this very, very, very vital news for uh, other parents like yourself. Amen. And now, I let, uh, Charles, you know Michelle Bachman very yes. well. Um, yeah. And she was part of our shift, you know, for several years now we do. But um, as busy as she is right now, she uh, we invited her so she gave us video charles i was like crying looking at looking just what a godly woman and what a, a, a fighter you know she's she's a mom of six she's or seven herself super busy <laughs> she took time for us let's enjoy it and then we'll we'll make a comment from from that go for it michelle Hi, my name is Michelle Bachman. I am the Dean of the Graduate School of Government at Regent University. 
I want to thank my good friend George Banov and The Shift for inviting me just to give a few words about why it's so imperative that biblical believers show up and vote in this upcoming election. There's always been controversy about whether or not the church should become political, and yet it's almost a, a, a crazy question because there is literally nowhere in creation that Jesus Christ has not made himself Lord over that area. That includes the realm of politics. And here in the United States, where we, the people of the United States, have the right to vote for the laws that we live under and for those who will be representing us on issues, it almost seems nonsensical that we wouldn't show up and vote for these issues because we're looking at the very essence of what our life is. Just take the issue of taxes. I'm a federal tax litigation attorney. What is taxes? Taxes is the fruit of your labor. When you go and work or if you live from a social security check, that is your livelihood. And yet the government requires you to give over part of what you make to them. That's the fruit of your labor. Surely we want to know that our money that we give to the, to the government, whether it's federal, state, or local, we need to know that that money is being spent in a way that worships the Lord and in a way that is pleasing to the things of the Lord. There is separation of church and state, you say. We can't possibly bring our faith into the public square. There's separation of church and state. Yes, there is separation of church and state in this way. Our government doesn't have a national church, thank goodness, because it would surely be corrupted if it did. But that doesn't mean, according to our founders, that we don't bring our faith into the public sphere, into politics. In fact, George Washington said himself, the most indispensable support in the United States is religion, meaning our faith, morality, virtue, all that we learn from the Bible. I want to commend and thank the pastors of this country who have been preaching from the pulpits what the Bible has to say about various issues, whether it's standing up for the issue of life in the womb or standing up for God's design for marriage or standing up for the just basic biological design, the fact that God created us male and female. These issues were never controversial before. They were all understood fairly uniformly in society. Society. All of this has been under attack. We are living in the midst of one of the greatest ideological attacks that America has ever seen. And that's why we can't sit this election out. We have to vote in this election because this election is about deciding whether we will be the United States of America, the constitutional republic that was created well over 200 years ago, or Will we slide and descend down into a primitive Marxism that has been tried and failed around the world, where just a few elites make all the decisions for us? It is horrific what could happen if Marxism prevails, but we don't need to fear. We trust the Lord, but God also calls us to act. So act now with everything in your being. Register to vote and vote. And then that is an acceptable worship before the Lord our God.
I'm Michelle Bachman, and I thank you for allowing me to address you today. And I thank you, Michelle. What a, a, a pure heart and fantastic wow. caring mom, caring, wow. caring leader. I, I'm just blown away. And uh, I just, yeah. again, we are not fighting flesh and blood. Uh, we are not fighting people. We're fighting yeah. these radical, communistic, Marxist uh, values that are absolutely against this nation. The goal of the Communist Party is clear, destroy this country because this is the strongest yeah. capitalistic country, freest of all. And once they get us down, then the other countries will fall. And, you know, I was just in Bulgaria. Charles, we, we opened huh? our orphanage, Gypsy Orphanage, the other day. And the Bulgarian pastors in Sofia gathered with, with us and said, they said, we're counting on America to stay strong and free so that we have, because they're a small country, Bulgaria is like 7 million. Right. And so the hopes uh, for believers actually for the freedom is here at looking at us, you know, and I'm going pray for America because right now we're in a real, <laughs> real war situation. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, we are, we're in a war, we are but war. God is faithful. You know, he's, yeah. and also we want to be faithful. <laughs> so. I, I'm reminded that while we're in a war and we're in a good fight of faith, but it's a fight of faith to believe that Jesus has won the war already and to yeah. stay in his victory. Stay in his victory. Right. God has already yeah. defeated on the cross Jesus. Um, it, all those uh, evil things that are trying to come against us, such as convert boys into girls and uh, you know, all this, and, and having lowering lower and lower the, the sex with minors. So they just want to have, it's, it's, it's a sexual perversion, in my opinion, completely. Uh, yeah. So Jesus defeated that sexual perversion, yeah. is, which is the devil himself. He, he's the pervert. He, through him, all yeah. this is coming through Adam and Eve, of course. And, but we, uh, but he defeated that by nailing to the cross. And so ours is a good fight of faith. We call in believers, stand for the good fight of faith and instead of faith, believing, believing that Jesus has defeated these uh, enemies of our families and our children and our nation and economy and so forth. Um, and so I'm, I'm standing with that. That's the hope I have that we're standing together. And Charles, you're just, amazing leader i'm so proud of you and so honored to be part of your the fellowship you know life center in, in harrisburg <laughs> we're honored seven to have you. yeah working yeah. together partnering together and uh and so we calling partner we calling uh, pastors please speak out encourage your believers your congregation uh with these words fight the good fight of faith yes. believe jesus's victory amen Amen. Yeah, and if there are any pastors on here who are looking for resources, uh, and you're, you know, there's great resources on, on websites. AwakeAmerica.org is a great website. This uh, pray, uh, the one we showed <laughs> on the slide, uh, uh, pray, vote, uh, that 
that's vote your faith. That's the slide. Our, uh, just my faith votes, our church votes. These are great websites. People have done a lot of research that's available. Yeah. Uh, Charles, I don't know if you met yep. Malachi O'Brien. He's a powerful young leader. Yeah. And then the dad, big dad's got at least four or five kids. He's got adopted children as well. Uh, and he's he's a radical. He's a everyday, Charles. I don't know if you heard that, but every day for a month or so, he's running 26 miles marathon every day. He's pushing what? some sort of yeah. a... I don't know, some sort of a, uh, he's, anyways, but I don't <laughs> That's know. That's intense. <laughs> oh, very intense. Uh, some sort of a Guinness record, I believe. So he might I, tell Yeah. I didn't yeah. think he'll make it wow. because I didn't hear from him, but I think he's making it. So let's introduce Malachi. He's a pastor as well. He's got two churches, two Baptist churches, and, uh, and an amazing, come uh, an amazing uh, communicator of the gospel. So... Malachi, there you are. What are you doing? Are you running, Malachi? I, I, I am running, but I'm walking while we do this. Wow. Uh, I, am, I am mile 8.67 in today's 26.2 mile run. And so wow. running a marathon distance every single day for at least 60 days to break the men's record. Um, and so this is day eight uh, into that, in that attempt. Wow. Well, we're we're very happy that you squeezed us a little time for us. Uh, what's in your heart? You, you know, I don't know if you heard Michelle Bachman and and everything. They were inspiring and urging believers to register because come November the eighth, if you don't register, you won't be able to vote. So, what what would you say? What's on your heart? Well, I do want to say, Georgian. I just want to I just want to first honor you and your team because I'm always honored to be a part of this um, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. And so thanks for letting me do it in this format. Um, and I mean, I've, and I've loved seeing the conferences and you've been putting on and what God's doing. So I'm just grateful for your passion because um, I can tell that God's called you to this. And so when you've been called to something, you don't let off the wall. Um, I mean, I did not hear Michelle, but what I know about Michelle Bachman because of our many conversations is she, she hears from God. She's a prayer warrior like a true intercessor and so i believe the word for this hour um you know in this moment i was thinking about this as i as i was because I'm, I'm running and praying like when i'm out every day for five to six hours i'm asking the lord to speak to me and to put things in my heart and so what i really believe i i heard the lord say is we're, we're gonna vote but a couple things number one um don't just vote by yourself the key is you need, um, wherever you are, wherever you live, whatever your locale is, you need to make sure three or four other people are going to vote as well. Um, make sure that you've DM'd or messaged or called um, people you know and say, hey, don't forget, it's time to vote. Don't forget, today's the day. And then make sure people are very aware of the, of the down ticket issues on the ballot. I don't think people realize how many states have, um, you know, abortion type things on the ballot. Um, how many states have um, the legalization of marijuana um, to a whole nother level um, where it could be recreational marijuana, not just medicinal 
on the ballot. Um, and then the, the various, um, you know, judges that are up in several places. And so we know the top ticket people, but sometimes people get very confused about who to vote for next. So be sure to vote. Make sure you know the issues where you're voting. And then I would just tell people voting is um, is not the end all. Um, there's a process God takes us through when we are when we're faith filled believers going to vote. There's a process of seeking his face and hearing from him and letting him speak back to us. And I believe voting ought to be a very spiritual experience. And I believe when you go into your polling place, there ought to be an element that it's, it's, it's worship, not worship of people, not worship of government, not worship of politicians, but worship that we're honoring Jesus and being faithful um, to use the influence we have in the nation that we have um, to make a difference. Um, I, we're in a moment right now where um, the narrative is trying to make people not want to associate being a loving America and loving Jesus because of the phraseology people are using about, you know, Christian nationalism or MAGA. And all of that is narrative warfare to cause people to be ashamed of loving those two things together or being ashamed of wanting to see our nation thrive. There is nothing um, anti, it's not anti-biblical to want to see your nation thrive and, and, and God have God move in power. And so, um, I just want to encourage everybody who's watching now or watch later, um, be bold in who you are. Don't let anyone define who you are. Don't let the, the media define you and, and don't be scared to, 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 you know, I think of, you know, uh, truth Bomb mom and her stuff on Instagram. And I think of others, don't be afraid to share what's on your mind on the platforms. Don't be, don't censor yourself. Um, you know, just know that what we what we vote for in a few weeks has an impact for the next couple of years. And the, the reality is, um, again, I know every election is important, but this election is important. But please, if you if we go to vote and we've not prayed, we've failed. If we go to vote and we've not spent time in the secret place with the Father, we failed. Because ultimately, true influence and anointing comes from heaven. And so I want everyone to, I, I want everyone to vote their faith um, but I want them to vote out of the secret place. So walk with God, vote. Remember, we're we're making difference for the next generation. Gen Z, we've got a we've got a mentor. We did that, you know, last couple of sessions. We had a mentor and disciple Gen Z. So as I'm running, and I'm going to finish with this, Georgian, and um, I've learned this that we can that really the impossible is possible, um, but we've got to keep our eyes on the prize, and the prize is the glory of God. I vote because I want Jesus glorified in this nation. I vote and I tell our church people to vote and I actually tell them who to vote for because <laughs> I want Jesus glorified. I'm excited that the Hispanic vote is rising conservatively, uh, family oriented wise. I mean, the conservative vote is the Hispanic vote is probably the most underrated, underestimated rising block right now. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about some trends I'm seeing. Uh, so I just want to encourage everybody. Um, pray uh and then vote and then worship jesus after the vote and we and don't vote in fear don't vote in fear vote in faith faith is believe faith is believing it is so even when it doesn't seem so because god said so and that's what it's all about so i'm running every day for a guinness record to inspire people um and and, and raise awareness and funds for 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 some things 
but I want everybody who's watching now to know uh, you're important. You have influence, moms, dads, grandparents, teachers, business people, pastors, leaders. We can make a difference one vote at a time, one election at a time, one county at a time, one city at a time. And maybe, here's my final comment, Georgian. Maybe, just maybe, somebody watching now, God will put on their heart that, you know, they need to run in the next election. They need to get involved in their school board, in their in their uh, local county, uh, city council, and maybe state office, maybe national office. I really believe God is calling people to serve him in that way. So, Georgia, and that's what I got today. I'm so honored to be with you. And I've got... I got 16, 17 more miles to go, but people go, are you going to, are you going to complete this? Absolutely. I, I am not going to fail at this. I don't know. I don't worry about tomorrow. I'm worrying about today and I know I'm going to get it done today. So anyway. Yeah. Thank you. And we're praying for you. We're watching your, your podcast and your Instagram. When you, you said something uh, and I just, I just like for you to maybe tell me if that's, if I'm right, but you said something that made me think about, uh, I, I think it was Eric, uh, Metaxas or Bonhoeffer or his book, but it says only evil only per persists if good remains silent. Yeah, if good men if good men do nothing. And and again, everybody needs to get Eric's new book. It just came out, Letter to the American Church. Everybody needs to realize that um, we just you know we just assume uh, you know that's not our job, it's not the church's job. Um, silence is the goal of the left. Silence. Yeah. I, I say yeah. the left. Silence is the goal of the, the left is not my enemy. The enemy is my enemy. And I'm mad how the enemies convince people to be silent. And if Christians are silent, uh, we're in trouble. And so the church in Germany, were just willing to go, you know what? It's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. It's not going to, it's, it's bad. It's bad. We're done. So it, the church has to say, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to let uh, what happened in Germany happen here. Uh, and we're going to make a difference now. And so, um, again, I, just because you brought up Eric's name, everybody should get a copy of that book. Okay. We love Eric letter yep. to the American church, um, American and read church. it 120 pages. It's an easy wow. read and, yeah. uh, it's, it, it, it stirs us, but, um, Georgian, please keep doing these shifts because I promise you God's using it and we need to stay faithful to this because I really believe we're going to see the glory of God come forth in power. Things are going to be exposed and we're going to see truth triumph and we're going to see revival and here's let me give you this revival is a person and that person has a name and his name is jesus jesus, jesus is jesus is not unto revival revivals yeah. unto jesus and jesus is revival and that's what i want so amen yeah. how long how how many more days you got i've got um 50 i've got 53 more days to go to break the guinness world record for men one of the things i have to do is every day like i'm video in our conversation. I have to video my run every single day for Guinness wow. records every day. I have to take a picture of every mile, stop at every mile, take a picture, but 53 more days. Um, the women's records actually much farther than the men. So I'm not trying to break the women's. I don't think, uh, I'll see how I feel on day 60, but okay. if I get to day 60, I broke the men's, the Guinness record for men for running a marathon distance every single day. So that's so, what I got to do. So, uh, so you'll be, uh, running past through the election, the eighth, right? Yep. Yep, hundred percent. Okay, yep. so uh, just to let you know, on a on a first or second of November, we're doing the second part of this shift, you know, about voting, and we'd love to have you. And we'd love I'd be to, honored. Would love to have Eric. Uh, I 
I want to go beyond that and I want to uh, support his book. You know, would like yeah. to do a, a shift a live event like you, uh, you yeah. and Eric and, and a couple I'll of talk, I'll talk to Eric and see what we can, what, what we can do in the days ahead. I, that would be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. We'll do. We'll, I'll talk with Eric. We'll talk together and uh, and get everybody who's watching yeah. now excited about it. So my, my wife read me Bonhoeffer's book, Eric's Mahaf, and our last vacation she read the entire Luther. My Luther. He wrote a book about mm -hmm. Luther. I mean, my wife read the whole thing. And he, and he so. wrote a book on uh, William uh, William Wilberforce as well. Yes. And so Eric's a prolific thinker and writer on individuals that change yeah. history. Individuals, they weren't trying to change history. They were just trying to do what was right. And then by yes. doing what was right, they changed history. Yeah. Let them know we want to support the book uh, by doing a book event, you know. Okay. A shift with the purpose of shifting the, the country, but a book event. Love Absolutely. it. Bless you. We're praying for you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I love you. Love you. This has been great. And I'm just going to keep on running for another couple hours. So here we go. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Wow. What a guy, Charles. Huh? Amazing. Amazing. And, of course, you you love Eric as well, right? Charles is a powerful uh, warrior fighter, you know, for freedom. And we'd love to. Let's get together and have an event with Eric and, and uh, help help you spread the message of the letters to the church. It's going to be good. Can't hear you. You're muted. Um, I'll learn this. Yeah, maybe we could do it in Harrisburg. Fly them in and, and yeah. yeah, we'll do it. it it'd be fun. It'll be a lot so, of fun. Great. Uh, so far, everything is good. Again, I want to remind everyone to share this this talk. It's, yeah. it's, it's, Get it's, the it's, word it's, out. It's essential. I don't even do this for things for my book. Like I, I mean, I have an amazing story of escaping communism and uh, through the Iron Curtain, and and I, I have a book about it called Joy, God's Secret Weapon for Every Believer. But I really, uh, in details, I spell my escape from communism and and how I found Jesus through the Jesus people in details. But I'm telling you, I am more. Um, uh, more committed right now to spread that message about awakening, 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 wake up church, wake up church. Yep. And this, this next uh, two, three weeks is, is so uh, historically important. We shift the history or we shift against God's values. So we yep. need to fight for that. And we want to be encouraged, you know, uh, in early 2020, I was so, I, I was, or early 2021, I was so grieved by yeah. what had been occurring in our country through 2020 with the riots and crazy stuff. And then the, the whole election cycle was uh, pretty depressing to me. Mm -hmm. The And in the middle of the night, I was kind of curled up in my bed and crying out to God silently and he spoke to me very clearly and i said do you have a word for us you know for the church for for me and he and he gave me these five words awake arise and all these you know scriptures popped into my mind when the lord speaks you get a lot more than just but he said awake arise count it all joy wow. then the fourth word was 
which is our warfare to count it all joy name of your book <laughs> then then uh the fourth word was no eye has seen first corinthians 2. and then the the last word was my eyes and that's all he said but i i filled it in my eyes are running to and fro over the face of the earth looking for partners for those whose hearts are perfect toward me these are promises from god we're on the cusp of total disaster you know one party rule end of america or the massive breakthrough of the promises of god and i'm i'm in faith i'm in total faith and expectation for the second scenario that you know god didn't bring us to this precipice to abandon us but he brought us here to make his name glorious wow powerful powerful and so vote vote <laughs> yeah i don't know whether we're Pray, vote i mean it's not just if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray mm. turn from their wicked ways you know when we pray we think we're good and then when we spend a lot of time with god he, he points out a few things that fall short of his glory and we we turn from that and you see it happening on a on a mass level because what starts in his people breaks out on the society the conviction of sin and the conviction of the goodness of god that brings us to repentance then he said he would hear from heaven forgive our sins and heal our land i'm living in this expectation that's such a powerful word and and i'm like uh confirming this in in a in a uh, with us just as something that the lord told us told us we do master classes which is a short school it's like a month long oh, yeah and like the lord told us last year said do a do a school on intercession and honestly, I objected it because I'm going, Lord, what is that to learn about intercession? Because we're supposed to just do it. And he goes, no, there's some things to learn about intercession that you don't know to start with. So I'm going to teach you something through the school of intercession. Mm -hmm. I'm going, uh-oh. Okay, Lord. <laughs> what do I learn? I'm open so good. Lord, but, I, you know, you assume yeah. you know it and just got to do it. And he goes, and the Lord told me, do you know? that two-thirds of the Trinity are intercessors as, yeah. as a function. Yeah. You know, Hebrew Isn't 7, that amazing? high priest ever lives to intercede Jesus, you know, yeah. Hebrews 7, 25, and then Romans, Romans 8, the Holy Spirit Romans 8. Uh, continuously, yeah. uh, when we don't know what to pray, it's not like now and then. He says we don't really know how to pray properly, and he's there to help us pray properly. So we have two intercessors nonstop. So I go, okay, Lord, I'm learning, I'm learning. And in other words, what you said, but uh, listening to the Lord's intercession, taking the moment to hear his prayers and then agree with that. And and that that's a powerful thing, powerful thing. And uh, beautiful. Uh, so, beautiful. Uh, I just like to introduce our uh, one more guest we have, uh, Mark Burns. He's a, a black brother from uh, from uh, Carolina. I think South Carolina. We met. I met him while I was doing something with Charisma. And sweet, sweet brother, 
powerful. He's also a pastor, but he's going for a house of representative this time. So I just like to honor him. And he gave us a little video to inspire us. <laughs> Go ahead and let's play. Let's play Pastor Mark, Mark Burns video. Christians don't get involved into politics because politics are too corrupt. But politics is corrupt because Christians aren't involved. Hello, I'm Pastor Mark Burns, labeled by Time Magazine as Donald Trump's top pastor, former U.S. congressional Republican candidate and founder of the Now Television Network. Due to this very fact that in America, Christians aren't getting involved politically, it's causing a transition from freedom of religion to freedom from religion. Too many Christians declare that we should only be preaching and not get involved with politics. That preaching the gospel is the only way for Christians to inspire change in people's hearts and to transform our society. But God calls Christians, hear me, to do good works. Of course, we must insist that people can never earn their salvation by doing good works. The Bible insists that all have sinned and falling short of the glory of God in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. But it also says that by works of the law, no human can be justified in his sight in Romans chapter 3, verse 20. But after people have trusted in Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sin, then what should they do? How should we live now as Christians? The Bible says that we should be doing good works. In fact, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10, that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, hear me, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Influencing government for good is a way to love our neighbors as Jesus commanded in Matthew 22, 39. The Bible says that you shall love your neighbors as yourself means that I should seek good laws that will protect the unborn children. Seek good laws that protect marriages and families. Seek good laws that protect children from immoral influences that want to use the classrooms to teach that sexual experimentation outside of marriage is fine and that there is nothing wrong with pornography. Doing good works means that it is my Christian responsibility to share the gospel of Jesus with everyone while at the same time educating those, especially those in the household of faith, about laws that are against the word of God. How do we influence these laws? We have to vote. Your vote matters. Millions of Christians stayed home and didn't get out and vote. Please, my brothers and sisters, don't be one of them. Your voice matters. The spirit of truth that comes from the Holy Spirit is working through you to shape your local, state, and national laws. Your vote matters. Don't be the, like one of the millions that stayed home and didn't vote. We can influence this entire nation for God. I believe that it is God's desire to bring God back to the center of American politics and American culture. Awesome. <laughs> so good. Go for it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I saw him. Uh, I think he spoke at the Charlie Kirk turn. There was a big turning point uh -huh. youth gathering in Tampa. And he was one of the many, 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 uh, 
speakers there, and I just happened to catch him. I watched a little bit of it. Awesome. Well, what would you say uh, in agreement with him? I mean, I keep encouraging people to forward this podcast because it's to the point of vote, I mean, to register for a vote. And there's several ways to share from this win the rumble so there's a way to even actually through email share this link or through text or or just i think yes. feature oh. to share to go for it because we got to spread the word we got to we got to like yep. malachi bring five people with you to the to the voting thing so so go ahead and uh, if you have anything to to confirm with that well i i was really um blessed by Mark's message and I had heard him once before and I, I thought about the issue that um, black conservatives face in our nation and and of course the it, it's a crazy thing but in the last 20 years the whole racial tension of our nation has increased you know especially after 2008 you know which it seemed like um, it would get less after 2008 but it's not the people it's an agenda that's that's dividing the nation and i was thinking about the um the spirit that keeps people in bondage because of identification with their family history or um a people group when i i was you know i was a radical um, I, you know, I, I participated in radical revolutionary politics at the ripe old age of 17, 18, my freshman year at UC Berkeley. And uh, very, you know, we be- I was a nonviolent revolutionary, which put me in the firing line with, re- with the violent revolutionaries, the SDS and the RDS, RSU. They were all Marxist groups. So um, anyway, I, I met Jesus in 1972, which is so amazing, got set free from all these things and thought I would, you know, I was just on fire for Jesus. 1976, um, I, I was found myself in, in this kind of crazy situation. I was, I was an intern at a church in Los Gatos, California, and Part of my job was to drive these old ladies to and from a Bible study and then to teach the Bible study, which was hilarious. And I grew a lot in that. But um, one day they were the sweetest old ladies and it was death to my hippie uh, identification to be teaching in this little assembly God church, these sweet little old ladies. And after the Bible study, and I taught him about the kingdom of God, all this kind of radical stuff that I was feeding on, and uh, they loved it. And uh, so one day after the Bible study, they were all excited. This is this summer of 76, and they were talking about the Republican convention, and they were whispering that maybe Governor Reagan, Ronald Reagan, would be the candidate for the Republican Party. And he wasn't. Um, I think Gerald Ford was, or I, I forget. But I voted for Jimmy Carter that year because it never dawned on me. In fact, when I heard his name and they were excited, this internal volcano started going off, which I didn't express outwardly, but I was like, 
full of rage inside. And when I, um, after I dropped the ladies off, I prayed. I said, God, what was that? And in my mind, he took me back to these demonstrations in Berkeley, listening to Malcolm, or to, um, oh, I even forget his name. That's good. He was a radical black leader, big, big guy. He became a Christian later. Um, and uh, But he was cursing, leading 5,000 students in cursing Ronald Reagan. And I thought it was messed up. I didn't participate in the F Reagan chant that he was leading eldridge cleaver author of soul on ice later became a pastor is very interesting but uh so he brought me back to that exact thing and i realized wow just by association i had i had invited a delusion into my life that i wasn't free from and i i had a deliverance and you know uh, that year, I voted for Jimmy Carter, but four years later, I registered as a Republican and voted for Ronald Reagan. And my parents, who had been Democrats since FDR, um, were offended. And it was like an emotional thing. So I just pray, if there's anyone there that all your family, they've always been Democrats, and, and there's so many great Democrats, you know, it's not the per, current party platform does not reflect the hearts of the people that were motivated by kindness and by wanting to help the poor. God, we just break that, that grip on people's life in Jesus name. And if that's you just reach out, there's grace to be set free and to think freely, to be an independent under the kingship of God, you know, not, not let your all all about one party or the other, but that you're for the kingdom of God and you, that you just be set free and be able to spread the freedom into uh, groups where, where people are just bound up and they would never, it's a very emotional thing because there's internal hooks until you're set free. It's a type of, you know, we don't realize it, but when we're manipulated, we get, it's like witchcraft. It, it gets its grip on us. And certainly in the 60s, man, we were so manipulated. Everything we were marching for, we thought was good. And it was all manipulation. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I I like to uh, announce, uh, no, I totally, uh, I think it was very important. Somebody was, hitting, you know, you were touching someone's, this, this switch, yeah. this, you know, this uh, internal struggle with that but uh i want to announce the next shift part two really of this one because it's so beautiful mm -hmm. how many of you enjoyed it uh, let us know because we want to repeat that right at the beginning of november practically in, in a couple of weeks or so mm -hmm. uh, here it is the shift okay right and vote so this will be now uh targeted to uh vote for the godly value Absolutely, 100 percent. Not Amen. just the uh, House of Representatives in, in the Senate, but also, which I believe will, will be a majority of godly uh, value people and will have a relief from this insanity that's happening. I really, really, really believe that, that God will give us majority so that godly leaders will be elected in, in those few, few days to coming. But also, um, anyways, it's going to be it's going to be great. Um, and you know what, Charles, I, I want to finish this whole amazing 
uh, we're a little over time. We were trying to be one hour. Usually it's two hours, two and a half. But we go, let's let's keep it short. But we we <laughs> a few minutes extra, but not that bad. But uh, I want to finish with a song that I I sang years ago, 1980. It's what we sang with a group called Silwan at the time. And we sang it to a large gatherings uh, like the Washington for Jesus and and so forth. I mean, we practically f- recorded it, drove with a bus all the way from Los Angeles uh, to, uh, to D.C., wow. sang this one song. I mean, it was a huge rally for young people and then eventually for adults in the next morning. But uh, Keith Green was with us. It's like a chapter of Acts and so many uh, artists at the time. So I sang, we chose one song, give my testimony. Then we went in the bus and drive all the way back to Los Angeles to continue our recording. Anyways, it's almost hard to, it was so long ago, it's almost hard to believe that was me and my voice is younger, of course. But I like to finish that song. And, uh, and, and it's an inspiring song about, you'll hear, you'll hear the lyrics. Maybe you haven't heard it, but you'll hear the lyrics. And then if at the end, if you just release us with a prayer uh, for, for what we discussed, it, I'll appreciate it. So thank you, Charles, for being my host. And thank you, co-host. And thank you, everyone, for being with us this afternoon or morning. And uh, please, again, help us share, uh, because what's coming is, is is epic. And we need to be part of that God's epic movement. Yeah. So go ahead and let's finish that song. Uh, Ode to the Lost Innocence. That's the name of it. And, and uh, again, with the group, so go for it. about the days when you were just a child when your thoughts were pure and your heart was undefiled you always stood for what was best no matter what the test and everybody knew that you were different from the rest Remember when the truth you knew was still aflame And your simple honesty gave you a name But something happened deep inside To swell you up with pride The day you left your sovereign guide Was the day your conscience died So return, return, return to the innocence of your youth And recall, recall, recall the purity of truth
closest friend If you would open up your eyes You would realize The pleasure that you idolize Is a traitor in disguise So return Return to the innocence of your youth Jesus, we thank you for the the promise mm. of America, yes. that bright hope. We thank you for the testimony of those who came to visit and would write that America, this young nation, was great because it was good. We pray that you would bring it back. Thank you, God that this America that every European nation expected to fail, mm. not only succeeded, but became a light and a beacon and a hope. Mm. We thank you for this mystery mm. of America that I think of Alexis de Tocqueville. He came to France to, to try to, understand why was this little upstart nation becoming so strong and he said he couldn't understand it until he went into the churches and he saw the people praying and he heard the sermons being preached we pray that there would be a return mm. to that that initial calling of being a place of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness we pray that every wicked mm ruler would be uh, replaced. We pray the wheels would come off of Pharaoh's chariots mm -hmm. as uh, his army of darkness is racing to re-enslave the redeemed people of God. We pray, Father, that you would embolden your people and you would give us one passion, one zeal, one heart, and one voice, and that this place in which we're praying, this nation in which we're praying would be shaken mm. by a move of God like we've never seen. We pray that everyone who listens to this, how, however many shares it gets, would be encouraged to vote and to encourage others to vote, to pray and to vote. 
and to believe. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for Georgian and Winnie and this heart that that they have for our nation. Thank you for Georgian's testimony that he came here to be free. And only Jesus could set him free, God. We just pray there'd be a turning of our nation. Amen. Jesus' name. Jesus. Hey, thank you for listening to my podcast. I trust our discussion today was helpful and encouraging to you. If you have any questions or comments, you can send me your email at gb at globalcelebration.com. I'd love to hear from you. And may the freedom that Christ pays such a high price for you to have be yours today. This is the Cost of Freedom podcast. I'm Georgian Banoff, and I can't wait to see you next week.